Peace, love, and prosperity. Your favorite independent podcaster here, Willmatic TV, reminding you that everybody can't go, but everybody is welcome. The EBCG is a non-discriminatory platform. Everything discussed, disseminated, divulged, and dissected are for the sole purposes of entertainment. Enjoy the show. Will Matic TV. Turn me up though. Hold on. We'll be at microphone check. Will Matic TV. I appreciate you for tuning in to me. Everybody can't go. Episode 53. You could have been anywhere else on the internet. On this ethernet. This this mysterious place, man. This mysterious place. I'm not even gonna hold you. This this gonna be an interesting episode just for the simple fact that like I'm not even gonna cap. I am like bro, it's just kinda like I'm at a point now. I'm at a point now, you know. Where it's just becoming more and more clear to me that, you know, uh how I wanna spend my day, basically, right? Like I have what I wanna do, I have my shit, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got your priority list, right? Like, these are the things you got to make sure you check off by the end of the week. But then I also have other things. It is a calm and cool 50 degrees in the East Coast right now, New York City, to be more specific. I'm not even going to hold you. This weather is is absolutely insane. It literally, like, I had to take, understand that I literally had to take my jacket off today outside. You feel me? We are literally in the middle. This is literally the heart of the winter. January 25th? I don't know, man. We got a little snow and all that, but it's kind of just like, fam, that shit don't even stick to the ground for more than three days. You feel me? We are clearly in some unprecedented times uh, as far as the weather is concerned, right? And, you know. That's concerning to me just for the simple fact that, you know, based on shit I've read in the past, listen, man, we, we global warming might not be, you know, we, we might not be taking it as serious as we should be. You know, I'm going to enjoy that 50 degree day, though. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I appreciated it. I'm not complaining. But what I'm saying is this, you know, uh, we probably should be uh, making sure that we're not littering, you know, using our nearest trash receptacles. Please be mindful of the environment. It's really the, the spring is like in three weeks for real. Because February, you know, you snap your fingers and February is over. As we move closer and closer to this new world order, huh? This technology driven chat GPT robotic. It's just a lot of. I don't know, man. I just feel like, once again, similar to, you know, global warming. This 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 technologically sound, you know, uh, generation or this overly exaggerated. I just don't even, I don't know. At what point do we draw the line um, when it comes to humans, human responsibility versus, you know, AIs and you know, basically how we can, you don't even have to type anymore, fam. Like, 
literally now there's features that you can literally use AI technology to to basically send an email for you, right? It's just becoming more and more, you know, or our responsibilities as humans are becoming less and less. What I, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like me personally, I do feel like uh technology obviously, you know, I'm recording a podcast right now, you know. This microphone, this laptop, you know, my phone. Obviously, needless to say, technology can be utilized, you know, uh, for the greater good. But what I'm simply saying is, you know, I just don't like the direction we going in right now, man. Computer love. It's too much computer love going on right now. It's just a little too much. And I'm just not comfortable. I do feel like we need to kind of, you know, maybe take a step back. And realistically, let me speak for myself here, right? Because we can only, it's only so much we can do, right? We, we, we must save ourselves before we can save the world, right? That's what they said in Notorious. Who, who, who quoted it? Was that Diddy in the movie that said that? My, my, my point is this, fam. As far as me, personally, I do feel like, like I said once again, we are developing atrophy as humans. You know, when you take the responsibilities away from humans and, you know, basically our everyday life, how is that going to reflect on the future society, the way we act, the way we interact, right? I mean, I see it every day, you know. Um, I, I personally don't even really feel like, I'm not even sure why people use the internet for personal reasons. I feel like if you don't have a business like for me, I mean, once again, I'm, I might be just speaking for myself, you know, but I don't have any business on here if I don't have a business on here. I definitely just dropped um, some new content. Speaking of technology, uh, this is probably the best time for me to go ahead and just promote, you know, just a little project, you know, uh, NBA 2K24, you know, definitely. um I don't want to say I'm a huge fan, but I'm definitely a a fan and I'm a supporter. Listen, the amount of VC I done copped over the years, I done spent a couple thousand at this point, fam. We going back to 2K12, the 2K tape 2.4. It's just a little series that I basically created, you know. Um, it's really just, if I'm being honest, what it really is, it's, it's, it's kind of like a... Um, it's a it's a tool. It's a tool and it's definitely something that I like to do. It it definitely helps me uh with editing ideas, you know. Um I, I really just love sitting and creating projects, you know, whether it's two K, whether it's a podcast, you know, whatever it is, just me sitting and taking something and kinda and kinda just seeing it in its final form. There's nothing greater than basically just having a vision and kind of seeing that come to fruition, right? So I'm kind of just, you know, you know, dibbling and dabbling with that. You know, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a YouTuber. I'm definitely not no gamer, right? Let me not even paint it. Like, I'm one of the top streamers out here. I'm not Kai not on the sticks, fam. Huh? I'm not DDG. Shout out to them, by the way. They out here killing shit, you know what I'm saying? Ear horn for them, just because. 
shout out to all the streamers, all the YouTubers, you know what I'm saying? Everybody basically taking this, you know, kind of what they gave us, right? And, you know, basically making the best out of it. You know, like I said, once again, computer love, um, it's a gift and a curse. This technology that we use, I feel like we're at a point now where it's kind of just like, it's, it's, a, it's the norm now, right? We get our news off of this stuff. We get our, you know, our food off of this. We shop on this. We, you know, our lives are basically, it's all kind of embedded with the technology, right? And I'm just at a point now where I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just paying attention, man. That's all. I'm just paying attention. And I just want everybody within the sound of my voice to just be mindful, right? We might have to get back outside a little bit more, fam. You don't even really see. I don't remember the last time I seen just like a group of, you know what I'm saying, uh, kids playing tag and like that tag might be like low key. That shit. These kids don't even know what that is, fam. When you say tag, they thinking about hashtag. Like literally, like they thinking about the computer. You feel me? Computer love, man. Episode fifty three. Everybody can't go. Will Maddie TV. I'm not even gonna hold you. The kid is gassed right now. Yeah, nah. I'm definitely, you know, um, definitely gassed right now. You know what I'm saying? Just came back in from the gig. You know what I'm saying? The nine to five. Nine to five is how you. I ain't trying to survive. I'm trying to live it and living and loving a lot. Whoa. Yeah, nah. Definitely on the verge of quitting another gig. Um, This is probably going to be... <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. I quit like my last three jobs in a row, fam. Literally just was like, I'm not going back. You feel me? And I'm just at a point now where obviously, you know, I know what I want to do now, basically, right? So now it's just a matter of, you know, um, just taking the right steps and kind of like not cheating the process too. That's important, right? Because obviously there's shortcuts. There's shortcuts, there's a lot of shortcuts. There's a lot of different ways and a lot of different directions you can go in on your pursuit of whatever it is that you're in pursuit of. But what I'm saying is this, Mamba mentality. It's Mamba year, you know, um, it's actually, uh, we're coming up on the four, fourth year anniversary. Yeah, so uh, January 26th. It is currently January 25th at the time of recording this episode. So tomorrow, January 26th. I'm sorry, man. I, I just, I dread the day, right? Let me just say that before I say anything else. January 26th is such a, I mean, it's just a day on the calendar now that, you know, you know, it's just that reminder, man. Just that reminder that, you know, this tragedy occurred, you know, in this four years to the day. Um, obviously, we want to, you know, acknowledge, salute, and forever, you know, pay homage to the late, great, you know, Kobe Bean Bryant, uh, Gianna Bryant, Christina Mauser, Sarah Payton Chester, and Marissa... Kerry and John Atabelli. And if I didn't say any of those names correctly, I do sincerely apologize. I'm pretty sure I, I said all of those names correctly just for the simple fact, just the amount of hours I spent. Pardon me. Hold on. 
the amount of hours spent, you know, kind of just looking at, you know, looking at different things when this when this took place four years ago. You know, obviously we're at a point now where we want to just kind of, you know, um, continue the legacy in some way, shape or form. Right. So obviously when it comes to just, you know, mama mentality is something that can be applied in, in every field. And that's why it was such a dope slogan. Right. Other than the fact that you couldn't find, you know, an individual who was going to embody, you know, and kind of. Basically, uh, how can I say this, you know, represent, you know, be the representation for a slogan um, such as Mama Mentality. Then Kobe, I mean, listen, man, it's all there. The highlight reel is there. I don't have to say much because the man, you know, his actions uh, spoke volumes. And obviously, like I said, we want to just acknowledge, you know, the work and, you know, everything, the legacy that was kind of carved out, you know, this being Mamba year, even before this tragedy occurred, right? Let's be clear, fam. Anybody that took it up, you know, I mean, this man made it his duty. He made it his duty, fam, to make sure that every goddamn time I stepped on the court, every time I, you know, um, I don't know, man, every time I was seen on camera, every time I was asked to you know, speak at any, uh, you know, TED Talk or, you know what I'm saying, give a lecture, I'm going to make it my duty and my obligation to say something that is going to trigger the inspiration inside of you that you probably didn't know existed, fam. I'm going to be so great that you have no choice but to follow in my footsteps and try to be just as great, if not greater, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize J. Cole's birthday was two days. So I'm pretty sure that that was probably like his worst birthday ever, fam. You know what I'm saying? Two days later, yeah, January 28th. Um, We want to also acknowledge that, you know, one of the greatest rappers of all time. You know what I'm saying? Jermaine Cole. Obviously, you know, um... Still anticipating, you know, the release of The Fall Off, which is, you know, the album that, I mean, at this point, he been, he been screaming The Fall Off for about three years now. He done had a lot of features, amazing feature run year. It was absolutely incredible, but I ain't gonna hold you, Cole. We looking for that album right about now. But I feel like I'm jumping ahead of myself. I said we was gonna get to new music later on in the episode, so let me slow myself down and let me reel back. I got Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan um, at the top of the docket because Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Coogler is, you know, obviously a director, film director, you know, renowned, you know, profound, you know, one of the best out right now as far as in the film space. You know, one of the best directors that we have. Obviously, Michael B. Jordan, one of the best actors out. Um, how do you even really, like, how do you determine best in that field, right? Because as I just said it, like, in my head, I heard myself saying it. And it just, it, like, it didn't really sound right to me. Is Michael Jordan, like, how do you, how do you call yourself the best 
in the field of acting, right? Like, what exactly, what boxes do they have to check off? I feel like with, you know what I'm saying, basketball, we kind of know, like, all right, fam, if you're not hitting your jump shots, if you're shooting a certain percentage, there's so many different ways you can gauge that. How do you gauge who is the best in your field in the world of acting? Realistically, I'm not necessarily, like, I'm not like a... You know, when it comes to films, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know a couple classics here and there, right? I know Fruitville Station and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I definitely saw that. Amazing film, by the way. Rest in peace to, uh, you know, Oscar Grant. That was a film that was written um, and directed by Ryan Coogler, who we're speaking of now. So let, let's fast forward here, right? Obviously, the relationship has, you know, kind of been going on. Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he put Michael B. Jordan in his first film, which was Fruitville Station, right? That wasn't his first uh, time on screen. He did other things. He, did, he I know he was on The Wire um, and things like that, commercials and shit. But, I mean, it's safe to say that Ryan Coogler is probably responsible for the launch of the career of Michael B. Jordan, right? So I say all that to say this, it has been announced, you know, um, as of January 19th, that Michael B. Jordan, alongside Ryan Coogler and his media company, Proximity Media, will be producing and releasing uh, its first original film under the company. So I do feel like that is a, you know, significant news just for the simple fact that the first thing that came to my mind right and let me let me air horn them up and all that you know what i'm saying air horn was kind of late i'm not even gonna hold you i tapped the button like three times fam i'm not sure why it took that long kind of threw me off a little bit hold on let me get back on track now i say what was i saying see look hold on, hold on. where was i just now fam right I do feel like this is significant because the first thing that popped into my mind when I seen and I heard this was, you know, Jonathan Majors, if I'm just being honest, right? I said, oh, okay. Well, shit, this is this is great news for him. And I'm pretty sure that Jonathan Majors, if I feel like this is significant news, I'm pretty sure that Jonathan Majors is probably watching and keeping a close eye on what Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan got cooking up over there right now, if he not already over there with them, right? Because we know, obviously, we know that Michael B. Jordan and, and Jonathan Majors, you know, have, I mean, from what we've seen in the past, right? Because it's not like I haven't really seen Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors recently. I'm not going to hold you. I'm We don't really see them kind of, you know, they kind of had their little buddy-buddy situation where, you know, and I'm not trying to, like, Pause, if applicable. But what I'm saying is this, right? Obviously, they have a strong brotherhood and a friendship, right? These are two black men in Hollywood, very successful, doing movies, you know, starring and co-starring in films together. So, obviously, one would assume that you, you know, you develop a kinship with one another, right? There's nothing wrong with, with that. What I'm simply saying is this. Obviously, Jonathan Majors recently got into a situation where it left him, you know, let's just say without work, right, for the, you know, foreseeable future. And, you know, I haven't really, I'm not really sure, had, has anything changed since the last time I spoke about that? No, not really. 
they just had all of the, you know, everybody kind of pretty much just clowned him for calling Megan Good his Coretta and, you know, just a bunch of memes and things like this, right? But as far as his actual status in Hollywood as an actor looking for work, I don't I don't I don't believe anything has changed. Um he might have went to one of those parties or something. I don't know, fam. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the cat the cat been out the bag. You, you understand? When it come to Hollywood, Hollywood and just basically how they conduct business sometimes, right? And I, all I'm saying is this, man. I don't think Jonathan Majors, he doesn't strike me as the type that would be opposed to doing having a party party, especially if he's trying to get back in the Black Panther, fam. He want to be in the Marvel Universe, my nigga. Based on what I've seen in that interview, I digress. Hopefully, everything is fine, is what I'm basically trying to say, right? But I do feel like now that, you know, this announcement came out, is it safe to assume? Let me just ask the goddamn question, fam. Did Jonathan Majors get that call? Like, yo, like, did he get the call, fam? That's all I want to know. If Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors are working on a film under, you know, Ryan Coogler's media company, right? And I just asked this question on a previous episode when I, when I spoke about this, you know, the whole Jonathan Majors fallout. And my question was, where is Tyler Perry? Maybe I'm aiming at the wrong basket here, right? And when we are looking to, you know, basically our peers in Hollywood and basically our OGs and the people who can basically kind of, you know, um, we are looking for those individuals within Hollywood or within the entertainment space who can kind of operate independently you know, and kind of do their own thing and kind of, you know what I'm saying, call out their own plays. I thought personally that Tyler Perry was that guy, right? Based on everything I've heard and, you know, obviously the studio being, you know, probably, uh, is, is it the biggest studio? I know he got a big studio where he makes movies, right? So I'm thinking to myself, well, well damn, can he kind of, he should be able to, so, I mean, I do feel like this is good news for Jonathan Majors and Jonathan Majors only, fam. And obviously for the fans and, you know, people who actually are into, you know, um, like I said, Fruitville Station for me was, you know, I did enjoy that. You know, um, I just feel like they did a really good job, you know, kind of capturing and um, telling that story. But personally, I don't really know. Outside of Fruitville Station, I can't really say that, you know, I'm necessarily a fan of Ryan Coogler and his work. And that's another reason why I asked that question about basically how do you determine the best in, in the field, especially today and especially with the way, you know, I just feel like movies are so much more accessible now, right? It's basically like overkill, right? You can literally pick your phone up, go on Netflix and watch 50 movies back to back to back. Like there is no real way to kind of check off those boxes, right? You kind of just kind of have to be in the right place at the right time. And, you know, Ryan Coogler to me kind of seems like I feel like he is that individual in Hollywood, right? Where he kind of was just in the right place at the right time with the right script. And he's kind of just keeping the momentum going. And he's doing a pretty good job, obviously. I ain't necessarily, you know, the Creed thing. That's not really my bag. I ain't really watched. I haven't even. It's a lot of old vintage. Like, 
it's a lot of classics that I haven't seen, right? I'm the guy that still hasn't seen Scarface, The Godfather, Goodfellas, and all that shit. Like, I missed out on a whole segment of Hollywood is what I'm saying, right? So, it's not, I'm not really an easy sell when it comes to, you know, I'm not really the guy that you kind of, you know, you're not going to get me to the theater for any of this stuff, right? Them days is over with, fam. I don't even know what the inside of the movie theater looks like anymore, fam. No, that's not true, though. I've had deliveries that I've had to do there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Not too long ago, during like the height of COVID and shit, when there was nobody in there. It was like three people in an entire movie theater. It was the most bizarre shit ever, fam. And in that moment, I said to myself, you know what, fam? You probably just better off at home watching Netflix. Like, you don't really need to be here, fam. Popcorn is $15. Like, bro, like, what are we doing, fam? I might as well be on Uber Eats in the confides. Yeah, I don't really have anything else on that. Um, I just seen that. I wrote it on the docket. I said, you know what, man? Salute. These are also, you know, obviously, anytime you see two, you know, people of color in Hollywood doing anything at this point, I, I'm, I'm going to highlight and salute it because obviously... You know, too often we are getting the shorter end of the stick, right? So salute to them. We'll, I, I definitely will be keeping an eye on that to see kind of how that plays out. I do feel like we will see Jonathan Majors in the near far future, though. And depending on what type of film this is going to be, you know, when I hear original film, that gets me excited personally, right? I'm here for the... Original film, the originality. Let me see where your pen is at, fam. Let me see what you could cook up off the dome, like without Hollywood, basically, right? Operating independently within the space, right? And that's kind of just what I'm on right now, you know. Um, yeah, man, you gotta, you kind of gotta use these motherfuckers to kind of get what you need out of this situation, man. That's something that I'm kind of like on a small scale. On a small scale, I'm kind of, you know, I'm learning that in real time right now. Like I just said, I just came back in from the gig, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, I'm, I don't know, man. It's just a lot easier now to kind of just see what's what, you know. Once you start really understanding and honing in on, you know, what you actually want to do. Um, and I, I mean, I really want to say it's, I mean, it's an amazing feeling, you know. Um... It's just a matter of now basically um, not getting caught with a Rico at this point. You know what I'm saying? If I can avoid the Ricos, if they hit me with a Rico, you know they're going to try to think of something, fam. And I don't want to make light of that because obviously, listen, 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 fam. You can have the best intentions in the world is basically what I'm trying to say. But that doesn't necessarily mean, listen, you make plans and God laughs, right? I'm aware of this. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to speak so matter of fact. All I'm saying is that I know exactly what I want to do at this point. And y'all motherfuckers might have me for one more year, fam. After 2024, after Mamba year, I'm just saying this really might just be the year. This might really just be the year. Let's make history in 2024. And I'm wishing that for everybody, you know, who's basically in the process of growing and building a brand. Or not just a brand, growing and building um, as an individual in life in general, anybody, I'm a, I'm a supporter of growth, you know, um, yeah, anybody in, you know, in the process, in the growing process, in the growing phase, whatever that is, you know, 
I do feel like, you know what I'm saying, if you're getting up every day, if you have good intentions, if you're staying focused on your focus and you're not focused on somebody else's focus, because once again, computer love, we got to get back to that computer love talk, fam. I, unfortunately, what the computer allows to happen is it allows for people, it just basically gives people access to you now. At this point, I'm I'm not even there is no hesitation involved when it comes to um basically doing what I know I have to do for myself, you know. Kendrick got a song, it's a song on the Mr. Morale album called uh what's the name of that shit, man? I don't even remember. Not I choose me, I'm sorry. That's the hook. But the name of the song is uh fuck. I don't remember. I'm drawing a blank. Mirror. It's actually the last track on the album. And I do feel like, you know, um, yeah, man, the lyrics in that track are so important to me, man. I I hone in on them just for the simple fact that I do feel like we are currently in a time right now where a lot of people are having a hard time looking into the mirror. Right? A lot of y'all motherfuckers don't want to. Y'all look at everything else. Motherfuckers a duck under that shit to avoid. Like, I just feel like we do need to look into the mirror at this point. Um, myself included. I mean, listen, man. I don't think I'm. I don't skip mirror day, fam. Like, you know how you got leg day at the gym? It's mirror day every day over here for Willmatic TV, right? I don't personally. I be writing little messages in that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know when you take a shower and the shit get fogged up? I like to write little messages on the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I'm going to see it because I, I stay looking in the mirror, right? So sometimes I'll put a little message on there for myself. You know what I'm saying? Just a little mantra. Just a little something. A reminder. Whatever it is. You know, you understand what I'm saying? But I just feel like more people... Yeah, we need to we need to go inwards more. We, we doing a lot of... You know, it's a lot of outwardly... Outwardly outrageous view Like let's go inward more right And that was a rant and a soliloquy I, I completely lost my point I don't know where I am at this point I'm going to look down at my docket Hold on Yeah yeah You can't avoid the mirror You can't avoid reality You can't avoid Willmatic TV Michael Jackson First images released You know um, Of a biopic um, that I, I, I was not aware of at all. You know, apparently Michael Jackson's estate have, you know, come together to put together a, a film, a biopic to obviously honor, you know, uh, Michael Jackson. I'm not 100% sure, like, what, you know, I would imagine that it's going to be a story about basically the life of Michael Jackson, right? You know, his life, his early years as a, you know, a young, basically, entertainer. Because, obviously, Michael Jackson... Why am I saying it that way? I know I'm tired and shit, but it's just like, fam. Let me let me untie my goddamn tongue for y'all. Pause, right? <laughs> that was crazy. Pause. But Michael Jackson, I feel like I'm saying it with like a CH. There's no CH in there, fam. We talk about Michael Jackson in, in this biopic uh, they released the first images on January 19th. A lot was going on on January 19th, fam. 
January nineteenth. Is that also? Is that not also the day that uh, the whole fucking uh, what, what, what do you even call that? The brawl at the the lawn and shit when they rushed the goddamn White House. Is that the same day? Was that January nineteenth? I feel like it was. I feel like it was, and I feel like your man. They taking this nigga off the ballot in every state and shit. Like, he going through that. That's how, that's a real current event situation right now. We might need to get to that, too. Because I don't really have no politics written down on my docket this week. I said to myself, man, listen, man. I see what the fuck is going on. Yeah, obviously, we, we all see it at this point. I just feel like it's just certain shit that it's just kind of like, you know, I like to challenge myself. And... I'm digressing completely from the Michael Jackson biopic. Really and truthfully, I only threw it on the docket because I've seen it. And I thought it was interesting. But then I also thought, you know, damn, the release date is set for April 18th, 2025. So realistically, I said, you know what, man? Let me go ahead and just get this on record because realistically, realistically, Will Maddox TV, it's too much going on. If y'all think that I'm going to keep this shit in the back of my head for a whole goddamn year and some change, fam. That I will I'm gonna forget about this, is what I'm saying, right? So I said, you know what? I seen it. Let me write it down. Because this is probably gonna be, I mean, as far as, you know, biopics, this might be, you know, one of the best ones, low key, right? If they're able to kind of do what I feel like they need to do with this, because obviously the Michael Jackson story. Right. And this is when my creativity, you know, this is when I get into my creative bag because I know I'm a creator. I'm a visionary. I like to, you know, I might I like to edit, but I, I really do feel like I have. Um, I do feel like I, I will put a film together at some point. I'm putting one together in my head every goddamn day. This clown show shit I'm seeing out here. Huh? I mean, just the most bizarre backwards shit, fam. I have several different scripts that I'm I'm kind of like cooking up quietly in my head right now. I need y'all to know this about me. Right? Because it's just so much it's just so much going on. So much things happening. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot going on, man. Listen, man. You know Cat Williams said, you know, they be in the rooms in the mansion. Listen, fam. It don't necessarily got to be a mansion, fam. It don't got to just be a mansion. It could just be anywhere at this point. And all I'm saying is this. I digress. I digress. But I'm cooking something up, though. You know what I'm saying? Just stay tuned. Keep it locked. You know what I'm saying? EBCG Studios. You never know what I got cooking up. That 2K tape uh, is out now, by the way. Volume 2.4. You know. Which is uh, definitely a tribute. And, you know, to Kobe Bryant. I feel like, like I said once again, you know. January 26th, four-year anniversary. So, Michael Jackson, the biopic. I don't really have much else to say about it other than the fact that I guess I'm looking forward to this. Um, I do feel like, like I said, you know, if handled correctly. And, I mean, I, I would imagine that finding a leading role, Michael Jackson. There's so many goddamn Michael Jackson imitators out here. Fam. I'm pretty sure they're going to find somebody. Who's going to play the role and, and kind of body it and do what they got to do. You got so many people. They got they could probably go find that on the train somewhere in New York City, fam. The amount of Michael Jackson performances I've seen. You throw a curly wig on one of these. I'm just saying, man. If the script is right, 
this can potentially be a box office record-breaking situation. I don't think Jonathan Majors is going to be in that biopic, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, like I said, Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan might need to hurry up with that script, fam. I'm looking forward to that as well. Original film. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what that would be uh, conceptually. Um, let, Let's get to some music talk now. Let's, let's get to some music talk because I ain't going to hold you, fam. It's a lot of music, you know. Like I said, I feel like 2024... Is definitely shaping up to be, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting musically, musically, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to boxing, when it comes to MMA, it's a lot of potential matchups and a lot of different scenarios that we can possibly be seeing this year. I just heard, or I just seen, or I just seen, and I just heard, uh, you know, Alicia Baumgartner. You know, a female women's boxer in the, I don't know if it's the straw weight division. I just know that Clarissa Shields, you know, is the GOAT of women's boxing, right? Let's be clear about that. Clarissa Shields, who actually interacted with me and sent me a whole voice note. I still have it to this day, fam. The GOAT hit me up. To kind of vent and let me know what she had going on. Nah, realistically what it was was she she posted something and I replied to it. And I don't really want to even really... Because I feel like basically what it was was she, you know, posted something. Um, I don't want to say religious, but it was, you know, she was kind of at a church. Kind of showing, you know what I'm saying, the pastor giving the sermon. And I noticed that they muted it. On, on the IG, right? Her IG story, you know what I'm saying? They muted, you know, um, what the pastor was saying. And I just felt like that was kind of crazy. And then when I brought that to her attention, she hit me back with like, yo, like she was basically devastated. Like she couldn't even believe it. And she thanked me for bringing it to her attention just for the simple fact that she wanted to kind of do an IG video and speak on that. And basically like, what the fuck? Like, how is that even possible? Y'all muting the word of God. And that's basically what she was saying, right? But there's no mutant when it comes to all this shooting and prostituting that they doing in these lyrics and shit, right? Obviously, it's it's so much of that stuff, you know, the internet, you know, the computer, right? Computer love and computer hate. It's love and hate. It's the yin and the yang on this thing. So you got to kind of, you know what I'm saying? Cycle through this shit. I digress. I, I say all oh, have to get to this point right here, fam. Clarissa Shields, who has completely been dominant in women's boxing. Um, Alicia Baumgartner, from what I understand, um, is potentially the next, you know, her next opponent. I know she has a fight coming up. I just seen it. You know, she posted it on IG. Um, She definitely has a fight coming up. Um, And that's not Alicia Baumgartner. Um, But what I'm saying is this, fam. That's a tune-up. That's the tune-up. Obviously, that's the tune-up fight, right? She got to get back in there. She got to mix it up a little bit. I also want to point out the fact that Clarissa Shields doesn't only do boxing. She does MMA as well, which even further solidifies the fact that she is the quote of women's boxing. We we haven't we haven't really quite seen anything like Clarissa Shields. Um, understand that even men, there's there's not a man fighter. That has done really what she's done. 
I mean, it's it's actually remarkable. It's incredible. Um, Alicia Baumgartner, on the other hand, is I feel like um, basically more of a I don't want to say up and coming fighter because that would be I would be speaking out of term, right? She's been I'm pretty sure she's been at this for a very long time. Although I'm not a hundred percent aware of how many years she's been fighting. We all know Clarissa Shields' resume is what I'm saying. Alicia Baumgartner, I feel like her name and her likeness and her image kind of kind of just got started not you know recently basically right she had a couple of big fights um and up until this point from what i understood clarissa shields and alicia baumgartner were actually pretty you know pretty tight you know i was like you know i mean they was homegirls right they both in the fight game they're both black women i do believe they're both from the same city detroit um so I'm pretty sure there's a lot of history there. I'm not sure what changed, but all I know is this, fam. And let me just get to the goddamn point here. If Clarissa Shields and Alicia Baumgartner step into that goddamn squared circle, fam, we are getting ready to see box office. Box office. And I won't say anything further than that. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to say anything else about it, period. Because I don't really want to jinx it, is what I'm saying. We already know we've been in this position and we've seen this happen too many times in the world of fighting in sports, right? Where it's kind of like you get excited over this potential matchup happening. And then it's kind of like maybe it was too good to be true. You don't really get to see it. It does appear to me that they, they want to fight each other. And there's some type of animosity now, right? So something happened. Something changed. I don't really know what happened or why it happened. But what I will say is this, fam. I am 100% here for the Clarissa Shields versus Alicia Baumgartner fight if they make that happen. And if they do, hopefully that would be, you know, sometime this summer. That would be my, like, you know what I'm saying, best case scenario. But if not this year, um, maybe possibly they, they might be setting this thing up for next year. So I'm not really sure. Like I said, once again, we have a lot of potential matchups and fighting. We have a lot of music look, to look forward to. And one of those artists um and one of those albums that is gearing up to drop march 15th we got tiara whack let's go come on drop the bomb tiara whack announces the debut album release date march 15th worldwide whack will drop I'm I'm super super excited and and really happy for Tiara Wack, you know. Um Tiara Wack. Tiara Wack, you know, we were just speaking about Clarissa Shields, you know, women's boxing. Um I feel like I feel like similar to, you know, women in boxing, Tiara Wack is, you know, a very very skilled MC in a male dominated sport known as rap and hip hop. Right. Um, what I will say is I do feel like she has done a remarkable job of kind of like branding herself and, you know, basically kind of creating her image and creating her likeness. Right. To where it's basically like you can't put Tiara Wack in any particular box. You really can't. You know, Tiara Wack is truly an artist. Um, super, super talented, in my opinion. One of the dopest lyricists and MCs in the goddamn game right now, male or female, right? And it's just interesting to me 
And she's just such a dope artist to me, man. And I do feel like she's supremely talented and really is an MC. And I, I think a lot of people forget that about Tiara Wack. Like I said, you know, she's done such a good job of branding herself outside of the music, outside of just basically being able to rap for you, freestyle, spit these bars, right? She kind of, she branched out. But at the same time, a nigga like me is not going to forget the fact that you a real MC, right? And once I see you got that in you, all it takes is one goddamn time, right? If you got that eye, if you from that cloth, if you know, you know. And I know that Tiara Wack is a monster on the microphone, right? And when she ready to drop a 16, she's very, very much capable of doing that. I say what I have to say this. This album, I've been waiting for this album, basically, right? But at the same time, I do feel like the fact that this is her debut album, there's a good chance. I'm just curious to see how she's going to approach this. Now, this is that moment now. This is a defining moment in her career for me, personally, right? Because realistically, fam, like hit or miss, what, what, what really determines all of this, huh? The numbers, the sales, the first week sales. I'm sure she wants to do a million in the first week. But for me, as a fan, as a listener, none of that stuff matters, you know? I'm, I'm kind of looking at, you know, this thing from a more, I don't know, creative standpoint and conceptually. Like, what what are you about to present to me? What body, how is this body of work going to be put together? I'm just looking forward to the album, man. Like I said, I, I feel like she's very talented. This album has been, you know, a long time coming, you know, basically, right? It's one of those things where it was kind of like, damn, she kind of got quiet musically, in my opinion, right? If anybody, you know, I follow her on Instagram, you know, she had this, you know, thing she was doing at a certain point where she was basically dropping the freestyles over the different instrumentals. And I'm I'm not even going to hold you, fam. She was putting a lot of rappers to shame over their instrumentals, fam. Tiara Wack, like I said, once again, you do your own due diligence when you got the time and do your Googles, fam. T-I-E-R-R-A-W-H-A-C-K, fam. On IG, fam, the freestyles are still there. And you will clearly see. I don't really think this is going to be one of those, like a rap album, though. And I won't, I won't be mad at her. I say what I have to say this. I don't really think she's going to be able to miss for me personally on this, right? I just don't see how she's going to miss. Like, how you... This is the debut of Tiara Wax. So, listen, man, March 15th, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We looking forward to that. Definitely, you know. I still didn't get to the Kid Cudi album, Insano. Um, yeah, I, I just really... So basically, really what happened was I pressed play, right? I'm always going to press play when I'm like curious enough to hear an artist. And I do feel like Kid Cudi is another one of those artists who, you know, kind of has his own niche and his own kind of lane that he kind of he kind of plays in or whatever the case may be. And some of that stuff is going to resonate with me. But if I'm just being honest, over the years, I can't necessarily say I've been the biggest Kid Cudi fan. There's a lot of songs that Kid Cudi has done that I do enjoy. Bro, I cried to Kid Cudi at some point. That's a whole fact. We was in front of people, all that, fam. I'm, we was having a whole cypher, me and the homies and shit. You know what I'm saying? And literally, I'm not really sure why I started. But like, all I'm, I'm say, I say all that to say this, man. Kid Cudi's music does resonate with me at times, right? And I, I can't say that he's not talented, but what I can say is this. 
this Insano album that he just dropped, I don't know if that's going, you know, that might not make the playlist, man. Everybody can't go. Every album can't go. I'm so sorry. I pressed play. I heard like two or three tracks. And realistically, I got to revisit it, man. My mind might have just been clogged and cluttered. I got so many shit going. You know I mean? Podcasts. I'm editing. I dropped a 2K tape. So it's always something going on in the mind of Will Maddie TV, right? And maybe I just wasn't in the right place mentally to really, you know what I'm saying, sit with Insano and kind of appreciate it. Like I said, he did a really good job of selling the album. You got Benny, Benny the Butcher, you know, gearing up to drop. Um, Actually, yeah, tomorrow, this Friday, January 26th, everybody can't. Go. This might be the best. This might be the album of the year, fam. The Everybody Can't Go album? Come on, man. I damn near want to say I might have inspired this. I didn't really hear nobody using the Everybody Can't Go thing to the EBCG. All I'm saying is this, fam. I'm definitely going to tune into that right there. Everybody Can't Go is literally... If you name your album Everybody Can't Go, best believe that Will Maddie TV will be giving it a listen. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely, I'm probably going to have to run that up. I might have to like, I might have to like, you know what I'm saying? Leave my phone on or something. I might have to low-key create a little streaming farm or something. I want this shit to go diamond right here, fam. The track list, you know, came out. And I definitely seen the track list for the album. And what I will say is this. He kept it real, you know, he kept it real Benny. He kept it real Benny. Based on what I've seen on that track list, I do feel like this is going to be a good album, man. This, I, I damn near want to say it might be a classic. Just for the simple fact, for me, the title, number one, right? I'm definitely going to have this, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be running this up pretty much. All you got to do, you already delivered with the title. All I need you to do now is just deliver on the music side of things. And we got ourselves a classic here, man. 12 tracks. You got Jadakiss on there. You got the Alchemist on there producing. You know what I'm saying? You got you got Stove God Cooks, if I'm not mistaken. Is Stove God on there? You got Griselda on there. By the way, this is the EBCG podcast. The EBCG is an acronym. I think I've already explained this in the past, but I don't mind explaining myself again. For the new viewers and the new listeners. The EBCG, it's not just some cool letters that I put together to Nah fam, there's a meaning, there's a meaning, it's an acronym, and that acronym is Everybody Can't Go. So naturally, naturally, when I when I originally heard that Benny the Butcher was getting ready to release this album with this title, yeah, I know I was looking forward to this one, right? But at the same time, I do feel like as far as like, you know, a body of work and just, you know, kind of, you know, I kind of have a hard time. Like I said, you know, I got my go to's and it's kind of hard. to. I'm low key spoiled. Basically, I'm a spoiled music brat, fam. I'm a music snob, low key. Like when I want to get into my music snob bag, I kind of could tap into that bag a little bit. Right. And low key, I do be feeling like it's just certain shit. I don't really it might not just be for my ear. Right. And I kind of struggled to, man, I say all that to say this, fam. I listened to this Benny the Butcher album. This Everybody Can't Go album. This album is a masterpiece. There's no escaping this. There's no escaping this. 
There is no escaping this, and honestly, I am not sure who is getting ready to drop their album after this. But what I will say is this, fam. Benny set the goddamn tone for 2024, fam. And if we didn't get that, you know, that hip-hop album, you know, last year, we kind of... We kind of was looking around and we was kind of confused last year. You know, us hip-hop heads and all that. We was looking around. We was scratching our goddamn head like, fam, this is this the 50th year? How is it that this is the 50th year of this genre, you know, that we call hip-hop, but we looking around and we don't really see, you know, our go-to, our, you know, hip-hop artists basically putting out music and dropping hip-hop albums, right? We had Drake drop a couple of albums and a mixtape and you know what I'm saying we appreciated that but at that point we was already starving for something right so it was kind of like you made us wait till November for this right and then you gave us what you gave us and it was cool and it was cool but what I'm saying is this fam this Benny album this ain't for all the dogs fam it's a track on there called Big Dog uh featuring Lil Wayne uh absolutely snapped I already heard that one you know obviously that's that was the single so that kind of was, you know, already in rotation for a little bit. But I mean, listen, man, I got, listen, I only listened to the joint one time. I'm not going to sit here and cap, right? But you know, usually the first listen is not supposed to be the most enjoyable listen, right? Necessarily, right? You kind of just, you know what I'm saying? You get a little taste of what's going on, pause, right? But that's, the first listen is like a sample, fam. Like, let me see what's going on. All right. You kind of need some time to let the bars digest, fam. Off of first listen, this is sounding like a goddamn classic, fam. You gave me 12 tracks of the Alchemist, the Alchemist production. You got Hit Boy production on this album. I feel like on certain tracks, they might be on the on the same track doing production together, fam. They going back and forth with great 808s drum. I mean, the production is absolutely amazing. It's incredible. You know what I'm saying? I got a few joints over there. Definitely got, you know what I'm saying? Uh, How to Rap. Amazing. One Foot In featuring Stove God Cooks. They absolutely killed that track. I'm enjoying the... It's a real kind of, you know, basically it's, it's that vintage feel, man. It's that vintage hip-hop quintessential, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Backpack. Not necessarily backpack, though. I don't really necessarily feel like Benny's on no backpack. Yeah, I kind of know that with the content, I mean, as far as conceptually, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not necessarily the biggest Benny the Butcher fan. I'm familiar with some of his songs, but like I said, as far as the whole body of work, this is actually the first time that I've actually listened to a full Benny project. So I, I'm probably not the best gauge to basically uh, speak on if this is his best concept album. But what I will say is this, what I will say is this. I don't feel like we had another Benny album where he's rapping like this, man. I just don't. I don't think that that was that bird in the proof joint was cool. And I, I felt like it was some joints on there, whatever the case may be. I'm just going to go ahead and say, it, man, this is this is definitely Benny the Butcher's best album uh, to date. Right. It, it just has to be. I mean, when we look at the production that's on there. And yeah, I know he kind of he was already kind of on that as far as production. Right. The self-titled track. That might, that listen, man, I'm thinking about new intros and listen, man, everybody can't go. 
Benny the Butcher featuring Kyle Banks is an absolutely, I damn near want to play it right now, but I don't want to get flagged and all that. Y'all know I'm on Spotify. I'm everywhere. The EBCG, Everybody Can't Go. Benny the Butcher, Everybody Can't Go. Amazing project. Braun, I got Braun. Yeah, Braun. Braun was hard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, track on their title, Braun. Uh, I feel like that shit was out of here. Back again featuring Snoop Dogg, fam. We got Snoop Dogg rapping in 2024, fam. I mean, and it's sounding like like vintage Snoop. Like, it's an amazing project, man. Like I said, I only gave it one listen. So, you know, over time, that's only, you know, I'm going to only enjoy the album even more and more over time. I feel like it is going to grow. And I do feel like a lot of rappers are on the clock right now. I will say that, fam. I don't know, man. J. Cole, listen, man, this low-key might be... I don't know, Benny. Benny might have did something slick right here with this one right here. I feel like he know or he knew. He was aware of the fact the fall off is getting ready to drop any day now. And y'all know I got a theory. Benny came with he came and set the tone, fam. He put pressure. He he applied pressure. That's one of J. Cole tracks. Applied pressure off the off season. I feel like Benny applied a little pressure on J. Cole. And low key, I feel like this might be a little bit of payback, fam. We already remember, listen, listen, J. Cole, y'all know J. Cole and his feature, you know what I'm saying? His feature runs are legendary, and obviously, what, I'm not sure, was that last year? I feel like that was 2022. He definitely, you know, got on the track with Benny, and you know, obviously, listen, man, y'all know what Cole do when he get on the track with these guys, man. He absolutely had a field day. I feel like a lot of people was basically saying, like, he kind of got at Benny on there, and low-key... It might have been a couple of bars on there, and he, he was aiming at Benny, fam. Like, he did a Kendrick low-key. He kind of did a control a little bit quietly, right? He was taking shots at Benny on Benny's album, fam. That might have been... I feel like that was, like, the first track on the album, too. It was kind of crazy low-key. All I'm saying is this. I feel like Benny wanted to make sure that Cole had a, a tough follow act. He wanted Cole to sweat a little bit, fam. I don't think Cole is sweating right now, but I feel like that was the intent low-key. You feel me? Nothing gets past Willmatic TV. EBCG podcast. Everybody can't go. Episode 53. Computer love. You already know what it is. I might change the title of the episode, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, this might have to be like like the self-titled track on Benny's album. This might have to be my, my, my first self-titled podcast episode, fam. This might be episode 53. Everybody can't go. It's sounding right. Right about now, fam. Then I also do feel like that's kind of corny, considering the fact that that's the name of the podcast. So it's kind of going to be like, it's going to be there twice. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to try to figure out how I'm going to, I could abbreviate, I could, we'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah, but salute to Benny. He definitely had uh, Griselda on there. I was kind of, you know, I mean, for all of the, you know, the Griselda fans, I'm pretty sure that that was, you know, something that, you know, I'm pretty sure that a lot of Griselda fans were kind of looking forward to seeing them reunite on a track, you know. I feel like we haven't really gotten a lot of Griselda together. You know, I feel like obviously them parting ways and kind of going in different directions um, business, on a business level, right? Obviously, I feel like, you know, the friendship and the relationship, I mean, it may or may not still be there, right? Because at the end of the day, how do you really gauge, you know, what's business and what's actual, like, you know what I'm saying, kinship, right? And... Realistically, fam, that Conway verse, 
Like I said, I only heard the album one time. But I remember a couple of lines from Conway in there, fam. I just remember I just I remember his energy more than anything, fam. And realistically, fam, you don't rap like that on nobody else's album if you don't it felt a little smokish, you know what I'm saying? But that's neither here or there. Conway's on there rapping amazing. Benny's on there rapping amazing. You got West Side Gun on there doing the You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what West Side Gun do. You know what I'm saying? He on there doot doot doing and ad libbing through the you know what I'm saying? His ad libs right on time, hitting over the drums. And I mean, you know, it's Griselda doing what Griselda does best, you know, that gritty kind of sound. Um, I feel like they definitely kind of brought that back. You got to give them some credit, right? As far as groups, that's not really an easy thing to do uh, in this current climate, right? For three, you know, uh, guys to really kind of try to rely on basically the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The authenticity of the craft, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not something that's, you know, obviously very easy to sell. It's not easy to sell. It's not easy to sell, right? So for them to kind of carve out a lane, uh, and basically make a name for themselves, basically relying on just rap. I feel like we do have to get them some credit. Stove God Cooks is another one of those guys, by the way. It's a lot of those guys, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Ransom, I probably got to check him out a little bit more. I'll be, I be hearing a lot of good things about Ransom projects, you know. And I feel like he definitely stands on his hip-hop card. Um, so, yeah, man. Salute to Benny. Everybody can't go. The album. Off of first listen. Off of first listen. Look, look. I'm saying it. I feel like this is his best project to date. And J. Cole is on the clock right now, fam. A lot of y'all on the clock, by the way. Kendrick on the clock. The Chanel ad. You know what I'm saying? We spoke about that earlier already. But I just want to reiterate. The fact that that Chanel ad was cool, it was cool, fam, but uh, nah, 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 it's Mamba year, fam. It is Mamba year. I need everybody, listen, fam, if you're not putting your, your 110% into whatever it is that you're doing this year, I don't even want to see it. I don't want to hear it, fam. Everything that happens this year has to be great, fam. They, they, we can't take no shortcuts Everything has to be done and done properly. Yeah, man. We not we not here for the I don't wanna hear Drake singing this year, fam. I wanna hear bars. We in the fiftieth year. Listen, man. Listen, listen. J. Cole is on the clock right now. Kendrick too. We still on new music. We still on new music and um like I said like I said, you know, based on what we're seeing so far, you know. In, in the early stages of 2024 on the music side of things, I do feel like it's safe to say that, you know, some of the heavy hitters are going to pop out this year. You know, some of the people that we probably wasn't even really expecting to pop out. Kendrick Lamar, who recently just scored a new ad for Chanel, right? So PG Lang, which is obviously... You know, absolutely air horn for my guy, my guy Kendrick, PG Lang, you know, out here doing big things, making big moves independently outside of, you know, um, you know, basically what we've known Kendrick to kind of be associated with TDE for so many years. A lot of people, including myself, if I'm being honest, I wasn't 100% sure how he was going to be able to kind of pivot and make that transition 
on the business side, right? I was concerned. I was because in my mind, I'm like, damn, it's not so often you have an artist, an artist of that caliber, you know, and that skilled just in general, right? The fact that he's as skilled as he is as an artist, right, and has delivered what he's delivered, I just, in my mind, it, it didn't seem to me like he would be able to kind of do the two things, both, right? How are you going to be able to kind of deliver and focus on giving us this quality of music while still conducting business on this level? And obviously, every time you drop an album, business is only going to just go up, right, because of the numbers you're doing and Quietly, I feel like Kendrick, like a, a lot of people, you know, obviously we give Drake that at this point, you know, most number ones, obviously salute. We kind of we kind of see what's on the stat sheet. But at the same time, is Kendrick that far off on the number side of things? I wouldn't I would imagine based on I mean, we see him on tour in every goddamn country, every goddamn city, every goddamn state. Clearly, he's in demand. Right. That would indicate numbers to me. I digress. He recently scored a new Chanel ad, Chanel the brand, that is. And, you know, listen, man, it's a new Kendrick Lamar song, right? And that's kind of what I'm referring to, right? So the fact that, you know, this ad features a song from Kendrick Lamar that we've never heard before. And and quite frankly, we may never hear again. Um, It wasn't a good song. Didn't sound good. It didn't really sound like I can't even really say anything good about it. If I'm just being honest and I'm not going to hold you. There's not too many of those for me when it comes to Kendrick Lamar's catalog. Right. Love Game is definitely another one of those songs, by the way, with him and Eminem. Terrible. Absolute. That is a nightmare of a record. The fact that Eminem and Kendrick Lamar sat in a studio and that's what they conjured up to me is is a travesty in hip hop history. And realistically, fam. They might be on the clock. Like we might need we 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 have to get something else from you two before this thing is all said and done. But I digress, right? It's just not a lot of songs that I'm gonna I, I pretty much generally like everything that Kendrick does. This is not something that I would be revisiting. Um I'm talking about this song. The Chanel ad is, you know, great, right? For the business side of things. It's an amazing move. It's a great look. Personally, I'm not really a Chanel guy. I don't think I've ever owned anything Chanel in my life, right? But I'm not in that world, right? And I'm not trying to scale. I'm trying to scale, but I ain't trying to scale up there. I already. I think I'll be cool if I don't get the Chanel call, is what I'm saying, right? Kendrick over there, you know, and obviously, listen, man, you know, I feel like, yeah, 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 you kind of got to, yeah, you got to move. You got to enter these certain buildings and walk in these different rooms now. You kind of got to conduct yourself and... You kind of got to play over here, too. I get it. I get it. He's playing the game. He's playing the game. What I need him to also do and what we need him to never forget that he can do is rap. Is rap. And it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And, and I, they almost they almost be having me sometimes, fan. You ain't going to find a bigger Kendrick Lamar fan in the world than me. But it's even times where even I have to kind of stop and question certain moves like, like, fam, are you gearing up to, are you just worrying about, I don't know, man. Look, he gearing up to just wear some new gear. We not going to get no new music. We going to get a new Kendrick outfit before we get a new album, fam. This is crazy. 
we don't want to just keep seeing you with new outfits on, fam. I just got to say it at this point. You my guy. Listen, fam. Go back. We on episode 53. I might have gave you props on every one of my episodes, fam. They will never, you can never deny my Kendrick card, right? My Kendrick card is valid, nigga. I go to Compton tonight and walk through that bitch with jewelry on. They won't touch me, fam. I know every goddamn Kendrick lyric that ever existed, right? I'm going to get myself out of some shit in Compton. All I'm saying is this, fam. All I'm saying is this. We just don't want you to lose sight of the, the monster that you are, fam, when it comes to this lyrical hip-hop shit, fam. And sometimes I forget. And sometimes I'll be feeling like he's forgetting. And we don't ever want him to forget that, right? The Chanel ass shit is cool. Shout out to Dave Free as well. Obviously, Dave Free, you know what I'm saying? Um, is kind of basically the brains of the operation, if you will, right? When it comes to, I feel like the way they kind of do things and the, the way they kind of operate is, obviously, yes, I'm sure Kendrick has a say-so in everything and vice versa, right? It's a partnership, right? So I'm sure they consult each other, but what I'm saying is this. Kendrick is probably more, you know, uh, he's probably got his hands more in the music pot. And I would imagine Dave Free is more of the business side of things, right? So it's really Dave Free. And listen, man, I'm never doubting Kendrick or counting Kendrick out, all puns intended. We never doing that, right? So yeah, yeah, you know, I do hear the chatter and, you know, it's a lot of people. Shout out to my guys over at Club Ambition Podcast, C-A-P. You know what I'm saying? They definitely, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they're very vocal about how they feel about the situation when it comes to Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? More specifically, Sound, though. Sound, man, he been letting Kendrick have it on the last few episodes. And realistically, fam, I hear all of that and I receive it. I get it. I'm a Kendrick fan. I get frustrated, too. I do. I do. I got to go back and listen to the old shit. Like, I'm going back to K-Dot mixtapes, all type of shit to remind myself. Like, like we this actually can happen, right? He's capable of doing, you know what I'm saying, the very thing that we've been asking him to do. What I will say is this, though. I do feel like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just feel like he's been quietly cooking something up at the same time. And we can never count that man out, right? That's all I'm going to say, man. I, I really do hope that Kendrick don't make me look crazy out here, fam. Because I've definitely been waving the flag. You know what I'm saying? That that Chanel lad, that song on there was terrible, though. And um, we don't ever want to hear it again. You know what I'm saying? Um, Hopefully, we don't get a whole album. It was like some rock-esque type of vibe. And, you know, it's interesting because before Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers dropped, you know, I mean, I was scouring the internet every day and every night for the Kendrick news. And I, I vividly remember, vividly remember this guy coming out with the report about, oh, you know, it was somebody, you know, they got these people that be in and out of the studio. You might be doing a session. You might be in the other room over there. You ain't really privy to who's over there recording with their phone or listening and trying to get news. And so there was somebody in the studio that basically kind of, Leak some information and low key, they might have been the reason why he took five years off. I'm pretty sure, like, shit like that can completely disrupt one's creative process, right? And he might have just got frustrated, like, fam, I'm over here trying to make classics, fam. Y'all in here trying to expose my secrets and my ideas and shit. They probably was trying to give his concepts away, all type of shit, right? And he probably had to really scrap a couple albums for real. We don't really know why he took five years off. All I'm saying is this, they definitely had those reports about, oh, 
it's an album that's kind of it's focused on like it's a rock and roll esque type of vibe situation. Now, Will Maddie TV, I'll rock out every now and then, right? I'm not gonna sit here and act like I appreciate the guitar. I do. I appreciate a little electric guitar. You know what I'm saying? The EDM drums and shit. So I'm here for that sound, but what I'm saying is not when it sounds like this. Not when it sounds like this. It didn't sound like, you know what I'm saying, he really actually wanted to make a song. I'm not really sure. It, did, it just sounded like he was on the phone or something, fam. And he just took a, a recording of him on the phone talking to somebody. I don't know if the AIs did this. I just don't know. This was an official ad, though. So that probably was, you know, an official song. So we basically just waiting to see, man. Is Kendrick going to come outside this year or not, fam? Or not? It's Mamba year. I would imagine. Listen, man. We just, you know, we were just speaking about. Obviously, Kendrick being from Compton. We know with that Kobe situation. Like like I said, he might be quietly cooking up. He might have a whole concept album gearing up for this year. I mean, that's at least what I'm basically hoping for. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm trying to put it in the universe and shit low-key, like... Yeah, but we definitely here for the Kendrick Cole. What if they drop on the same day type shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all keep, listen, man. Hey, this might be the year for all that. All those those questions that we had about who's 1A and who's 1B. I'm pretty sure that Kendrick heard and seen all of that, fam. This nigga over there with a burner IG page. This nigga got the JoJo Ruski burner page and shit. Where he basically, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's posting over there as if he's not Kendrick Lamar and shit. He basically, that's kind of like his way of basically being his normal self, I guess. The notifications is on right now. I'm waiting to see what's getting ready to happen. And all I'm saying is this. We might get that Kendrick Cole on the same day. If Cole dropped a fall off and Kendrick dropped a surprise album type shit, like, I'm pretty sure, like, we there's a lot of discussions that hip-hop is going to have to have on that night, fam. Like, what if he actually is basically just waiting for somebody to drop so he could just drop the same? We don't know, is what I'm saying. That would be crazy, though. That would be crazy. Yeah, let's, let's slide over into the NBA news side of things, man. What's going on in the, in the NBA right now? Obviously, we'll be at January, All-Star. Yeah, so we definitely approaching All-Star Weekend 2024. Um, I do know that, you know, they've returned to the original format of East versus West, which I do feel like is amazing, right? Like, let's just bring it back to, because clearly, I understand, yeah, you know, the game changed and you, you kind of want to try to go along with the changes and and you don't necessarily want to dwell in the past, but at the same time, certain shit just doesn't work. And I do feel like that, the team captain shit was really kind of like, it was the most ridiculous thing ever, bro. To see Giannis and LeBron stand there on the screen side by side and basically fight over who's going to pick Kevin Durant first and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they was going harder for the draft than the actual game itself, right? So I do feel like East versus West, you know, let's get the fans back. Let the fans let the fans decide, goddammit. We paying for the goddamn league pass and shit. Can we have some access to like Yeah, we want that authority back, fam. We want to be able to kind of dictate who we see in the All-Star game. 
So I do feel like that is, you know, that is dope that they are returning back to the original theme. And as far as the dunk contest and the three-point shootout, I'm not sure. I haven't heard about any changes being made there. But I do feel like that is probably where they are struggling the most when it comes to, I'm pretty sure at this point, where, you know, we used to run to the TV when the dunk contest came on and shit. Like, I feel like now it's like, it's kind of like you kind of just have that on as like, it's just like in the background now. You know what I'm saying? The all star game has become a background situation. Like, if you got some homework or some shit, like, you ain't really finished up, you got some little, you cooking your dinner, you just throw that on in the background, you turn it down low, fam, and just kind of have that playing in the background. Every now and then you might look up and see something like, oh, that's crazy. But it's not really hitting the same. It's not hitting the same, fam. It's not hitting the same. And, you know, I just feel like, yeah, return it back to the to original format. Trey Young, Trey Young. I, so I heard a report of, you know, Trey Young. I'm not really sure if this was his camp or where this news or where this statement was made or where it came from. Um, but from my understanding, it is being reported that Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks, you know, is definitely, you know, interested in teaming up and playing with Victor Wembanyama. Now, this is the thing. Trey Young. I feel like Trey Young. Trey, Trey is the truth, right? I do feel like Trey is the truth, right? When it just comes to a pure point guard kind of, I do feel like that pairing is, I mean, is a deadly pairing. And I do feel like it's probably the best idea I've heard all goddamn year, fam. Trey Young and Victor Wembanyama on the same team might be a recipe for championship success, right? Down the line, obviously. Obviously, Wemby has a lot of growing to do in the league as far as just learning, you know, kind of learning the game, learning different, you know. Obviously, his natural talent is basically the draw right now, right? And the things that we see him doing on accident, right? The shit that he don't even really, he's not even trying to do some of this stuff. It's just literally the way he's built and, you know what I'm saying, the fact that he's so athletic. Joel Embiid, you know, definitely just dropped a 70-piece on Wemby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we were just talking about Wemby. Yeah, Joel Embiid dropped 70, 70 points. Just 11 points shy of what Kobe Bryant did. And, you know, interestingly enough, he did it on the same exact day that Kobe dropped the 81, which I believe was the 18th of January. I could be incorrect there. Don't quote me on the date. But what I will say and what I need to say right now in this very moment is Mamba forever. Yeah, that's just a little thing I like to do. 8.24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Will Maddie TV is the name. EBCG episode 53, Computer Love. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We was basically just speaking about... um. Yeah, so that's just kind of really something I just kind of heard. I call wind of it, and I do feel like Trey the Truth, 
you pair him up with Wemby, and we do have a recipe for, for championship success down the line, right? Wemby is going to be a problem in the league, man. Block shots. I mean, he's kind of like he's doing, he's checking off a lot of boxes right now. All we just need now is just the experience, and over time, we'll see how that kind of manifests. Yeah, they could put together a little package over there, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, yeah. you get Devin Vassell, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what's up, Shohan? A couple of those guys, and I'm not even going to hold you. This is actually my team in NBA My Career 2K right now, which is really why I know their names and shit. Like, I only know their names because I this is literally the team I play with in my career, right? I'm just saying, based on the way that me and Wemby running that pick and roll in, in, in NBA 2K right now, fam, because I'm not going to even lie to you. There are certain, you kind of could get a little, you know, basically a taste of what some shit might look like. In the game, like, you know what I'm saying? Trey Young and Wemmy on the pick and roll is, is fucking incredible. The idea of that, because then Trey, he'll fuck around, step back, and shoot it from half court. He's shooting from the logo, too, fam. So, I don't know, man. That is something that I do feel like was interesting, and I do feel like somebody need to make that happen. What else? I feel like, I feel like we're not over the NBA. I feel like... Just when you thought it was safe. And I know for a fact Joel Embiid, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I feel like we got a lot of players. Like, the league is low-key on fire right now. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of, you know, LaMelo Ball ruled out Saturday. I just got that uh, update in real time. This is EBCG breaking news. I'm going to put my phone on D&D, though. Pardon me, the LaMelo ball is definitely ruled out for Saturday's game. Uh, I'm going to assume this is some type of ankle injury. Um, That's something that he's kind of been dealing with, I feel like, for like the past three, four seasons, man. Come on, man. I'm not really sure who the Charlotte Hornets training staff, like, who who's the president over there, fam? Y'all got to get some, I don't know, man, better equipment or... Maybe we just need another routine or a diet plan for LaMelo Ball, man. Let's get him Let's get him healthy, man. You know what I'm saying? They just lost Terry Rozier. They without a guard right now. Devin Booker recently just put up a 62-piece on the, I believe that was it. Was that the Charlotte Hornets? The Pacers? I, I think that was the Indiana Pacers. He book went over there and, you know what I'm saying, he took it upon himself to go ahead and drop a nice 62 clip off. You know what I'm saying? Real calm, real cool, real collective. And I'm not even going to hold you. Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns are looking, you know, I, I do feel like they still have some death issues as far as, you know, uh, the bench. And, you know, maybe they're short a few pieces, you know what I'm saying, uh, for the rotation. But um, I do feel like if Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Bill can remain healthy, can remain healthy all the way through the entire postseason, I do feel like they have a puncher's chance. That's all I'm saying, man. And I know that there's a, a conversation that's kind of brewing right now in regards to Kevin Durant and his legacy and, you know, basically the whole GOAT conversation. And I mean, listen, man, you know, Obviously, obviously, you know, the way we, we view things are subjective, right? And I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? The, the GOAT conversation, I feel like, do we need to change the parameters 
maybe we need to really look at this whole GOAT debate and maybe there's something that we're not, maybe we're not looking at this thing from the proper lens and the proper perspective here, right? Because in all reality, in all reality, how can you call one player the GOAT? I just feel like every player on that list kind of had different, you know, uh, circumstances and, you know, it was just a different era, different time. Kevin Durant, I do feel like, yeah, 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 absolutely. 100%, I would put him in my GOAT uh, conversation as far as, you know, greatest players of all time. Is he number one on that list? No. But, I mean, anybody that could kind of, you know, get their shot from anywhere on the floor, seven feet tall, you know, dribbling like a goddamn point guard, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say, and then obviously, you know, the championships, and, you know, that's kind of where the blemish is. You know, people don't really want to give him the credit because he went to Golden State and wah, wah, wah. Okay? The last time I checked, the last time I checked, Kevin Durant didn't do anything outside of the confines of the NBA rules, man. He made a business decision, okay? And he made a basketball decision, and it was a goddamn good one. Because clearly, you know, he went over there and uh, they did what they did. He really should have just stayed over there. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother time. What would have happened if Kevin Durant would have stayed in Golden State? I guess we'll never know. Would, would Clay have lost his job? I mean, I already feel like they would have probably moved Clay a long time ago at this point, right? I'm pretty sure the team would have... Things would just probably been looking a little different. So the league is on fire, um, but... But then there was Luka Doncic. Just when Joel Embiid thought he made his case for MVP this year and why he should repeat and go back to back as the reigning MVP of the league, Luka Doncic with a 73-piece. Similar to the Phoenix Suns, I do feel like the Dallas Mavericks, you know, um, they definitely need a few more pieces over there before I can fully get on board and fully, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I won't be, I won't be rocking any Dallas Mavericks merch in the near far future. But what I will say is this, what I will say is this, 73 points is absolutely insane, fam. It's another one of those teams that I feel like, you know, if these two players in particular, Kyrie and Luka, if they could stay healthy, I just feel like, once again, they have a shooter's chance, right? They have more than a shooter's chance. They got two shooters. They got two shooter's chances, fam. You got Luka Doncic capable of dropping 73. Kyrie just dropped about 50 the other day. Tim Hardaway Jr. is over there dropping 50. Listen, man, listen, man, that's a that's a big three right there, low-key. Quietly, Dallas got a little big three. I might need to start really watching the games again. You know what I'm really thinking now? Tim Hardaway definitely did drop 50 when I didn't have a parlay. So, yeah, 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 the league's on fire, you know. Um, All-star, you know, obviously around the corner. Starting five for the Eastern Conference, we got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, who I believe is making his first All-Star appearance. You know what I'm saying? So kudos to him. That's definitely a good look for, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Listen, man, the Pacers ain't really, you know what I'm saying? I mean, since Reggie Miller did the chokehold to Spike Lee and shit, that was like they last highlighting shit in Indiana. You know what I'm saying? They kind of was in desperate need of some type of excitement, right? So that's good to see. 
You know what I'm saying? Tyrese Halliburton bringing that to the city. Damian Lillard. So we got two Milwaukee Bucks in the starting lineup, noted. Jason Tatum, obviously no surprise there from the Boston Celtics, who I believe have yet to lose a game at home this season, which, like I said, man, I got the Boston Celtics as my favorite. You know what I'm saying? But I don't feel like I don't feel like it's a lock though. Like you understand what I'm saying here. I have the Celtics winning the championship, but realistically, fam, I've had them winning the championship for like the past three years, man. They always look like they're gonna win the championship. It's not until they actually get into the playoffs is when we start seeing a different team and shit. Western Conference starting five, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, uh Doncic. I can't say that shit. Luka Doncic. Right, where is it? Where are you from? Slovenia or some shit? Kevin Durant, Shea Gildish, Alexandra. I believe this this is his first All-Star as well. And then obviously Jokic, um, who's been in the All-Star game a few times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's looking like it's gonna be an excited game. Um, definitely. I mean, I'll be lying to say I was looking forward to this, because realistically, fam, if I'm looking forward to anything, I'm looking forward to making some money on my pottery, fam. Let's just be clear, fam. That's kind of like so understand that that's kind of like the, the whole purpose of the NBA for me at this point, right? It's just not really the same exciting game like it used to be. Let me check my underdog share real quick on mic in real time on the pod. This game is definitely, I didn't even realize they allow you to place bets like in the second quarter and shit, man. So realistically, like you, you better off just waiting to see Kind of like what a first half is looking like for one of the plays before you place a bet. I didn't even realize you could do that. I feel like that's actually like probably like it should be illegal. But I mean, listen, I just did it. So we have some coaching changes as well that we kind of want to just breeze through because realistically, fam, this is not really news anymore, is it? In today's day and age in the NBA, when a coach is fired, it's kind of really what's expected now at this point, right? There's not going to be another. We're not going to really get another Phil Jackson, guys. It's not going to be a lot more of those coaches who. It's not going to be another Eric Spolster who kind of, you know what I'm saying, was able to get within this organization, in this franchise, carve out their legacy and kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we're pretty sure that Eric Spolster is going to retire as a Miami Heat head coach, right? Whereas with these other guys, Adrian Griffin. Realistically, fam, I've never even heard of that guy, right? Respectfully, right? And I want to be respectful to this brother who just lost his job. I know how that feel, man. I've lost jobs, man. I know how it feel to be, you know what I'm saying? You, you you going from basically making a certain amount of money, certain income. You might have had plans for your next two or three checks, fam. I don't really know what his situation is. So I'm not trying to knock this guy. But what I'm saying is this. I've never really heard of him before, right? So when I generally, when you hear or when you see, you know, these coaches kind of come in, you, you do kind of get the sense that this these are temporary kind of situations. Right. And we're just kind of trying to we're just basically using you as a placeholder for the time being. Right. Until we can get the money together to pay the coach that we really want. And that's basically the situation that happened here. Right. Obviously, Doc Rivers, you know, we, we kind of know what his resume is. Um. And, you know, there's a lot of talk surrounding this whole, you know, idea or this notion that Doc Rivers isn't going to be able to coach players or doesn't necessarily have the resume or the 
you know, the experience. What is it? What is it? What's the word I'm looking for right now? They don't think that he has what it takes to coach Giannis and Dame to a championship. Personally, I don't really understand it. I do feel like Doc Rivers, you know, may have gotten a bad rap to a certain degree. And yeah, granted, I do understand that also, you know, your your winning record and basically what you've done, your your resume kind of speaks for itself. And obviously when it comes to, you know, post you know, the playoffs and basically um how Doc Rivers has basically his success is not so high, his success rate, right, when it comes to playoffs. He only got one championship, right? I mean, one is better than zero, though, right? So, realistically, I do feel like we need to just kind of sit back and fall back, right? Let these teams develop natural chemistry. Like I said, man, I would only imagine that this this technology age that we're in right now, that probably plays a big role into basically building and developing these championship teams, man. You got these players, man. They on their goddamn phones. You, you watching players do podcasts now and shit, fam. It's not the same game. Paul George, got he dropped 50 and went and did his podcast. Draymond Green is beating niggas up and then going to talk about it on his podcast. Like It's just a different time right now. And I'm pretty sure that that probably makes things, it probably slows down the process, right? When it comes to chemistry building and building a championship team and a championship franchise. From what this looks like and what this appears to be is, you know, maybe there was something personal going on. You know, that, that speculation, that's neither here or there. Uh, Doc Rivers is the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, though. So, yeah, salute, air horn. We going air horn for Doc Rivers because at the end of the day, that is a black man, you know, who was out of a job. He was out of work, right? He was he was in the same situation that Adrian Griffin is in right now. I also do feel like it is interesting, though, that, and I wasn't even aware of the fact that Doc Rivers was actually... So in, in some way, shape, or form, a consultant to, you know, uh, Adrian Griffin. I believe he was basically basically like an, a consultant, right? So he would basically consult with Doc Rivers and, I don't know, is this a situation where they kind of already had this in the back of their mind? This might have been the plan from the jump. We don't know. All we can say is, you know, prayers and, you know, hopefully Adrian Griffin is not out of work for too long, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure that man has a family. Um, I don't know, man. Who's going to win the NBA championship, though, at the end of the day? Is it going to be the Bucks? It could be. It could be. It's a possibility, you know. I feel like you got Giannis on your squad. That's always going to be a possibility. You got Damian Lillard, who we already know is crunch time Dame. He just hit a big game winning shot the other night, you know. That was pretty sturdy. We have the Super Bowl coming up as well. When is the Super Bowl? Is that in, that's in February? I'm not sure exactly what day it is, but I know it's in February. That might be like early February. So yeah, 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 yeah. And I definitely, I'm the listen, listen, Gronk. Listen, man, what is the kick of destiny? I definitely placed my little betting over on FanDuel, who I do need to be sponsored by at this point, because at this point, fam. At this point, I might have a, a whole episode where I need to really just, like, get into that. Like, I feel like I have a theory about FanDuel. And if I get on this mic and get to, listen, man, y'all might want to hit me with that sponsorship now, fam, before this shit start rolling for real. That's all I'm saying, fam. Don't make me have to really 
Now, your FanDuel, yeah, uh, we definitely would appreciate that sponsorship, fam. I'm pretty sure y'all appreciate what y'all getting from me right now, fam. Return the favor and go ahead and sponsor your boy Will Matter TV over here at the EBCG. This this right here wasn't even on the docket, but it's something that I, I saw and I felt like I wanted to definitely acknowledge the fact that TKO CEO Ari Emanuel um, and Dwayne Johnson. That's right, Dwayne Johnson, better known as The Rock. You know, obviously former WWE. Uh, I mean, I don't even know. Is it? Is it? Can you even put the former on any of these uh, guys at this point? I feel like The Rock is gearing up for a full blown, you know, what I'm saying comeback in the WWE. You could just never, you just never can say never when it comes. Anybody that's been a wrestling fan. Such as myself, Will Maggie TV. Listen, I go back to the golden era, right? I kind of know how this thing goes. And realistically, fam, we already know that we've seen so many different, you know, over the years. We'll, we'll always, you know, uh, The Rock has returned so many times, right? And I know WrestleMania is around the corner. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be, you know, some somewhat of an appearance at some point. You know, from The Rock on the actual show, on the actual program. However, however, we ain't talking about WrestleMania right now. What we talking about right now is the fact that Ari Emanuel, um, who's, you know, obviously a very, very successful uh, businessman, you know, has done a lot of deals, a lot of good business with, you know, The Rock. And then, the, you know, the latest venture. Hold on. And what it looks like is, you know, their latest venture right now is Netflix is set to stream Monday Night Raw, right? So WWE has added another another feather in their cap. I mean, I just feel like when it comes to business, like just on a straight business level conversation, the WWE, Vince McMahon, and what he's done over the years and basically how he's branded his company. And this thing has become a global sensation. I mean, now they're adding it to the Netflix and it's just kind of like it's, it's literally just a win win situation. They continue to basically, you know, do these big deals. It's it, to me personally, I feel like it is kind of dope to see. You know, uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, kind of get into that, you know, CEO, you know what I'm saying? Put his CEO cap on and, you know, I do feel like that is something that we want to see more, right? You want to see the guys who basically contributed to building, you know, this thing uh, as far as, you know, I mean, listen, man. I mean, The Rock is is just one of, of many, obviously, right? But personally, I don't feel like they, you know, could have went with a better, you know, choice here. Um, obviously, The Rock branching out into Hollywood and becoming such a, you know, popular. I mean, I think he might be the number one as far as like box office numbers, movie talk, right? The Rock might be the number one selling box office movie star on the planet right now, fam. What I'm saying is this. He's exceeded all expectations, right? And now he's kind of in this CEO, you know, kind of seat. 
and I love to see it, man. I feel like this is this is a big, you know, big big deal. It's a good look. However, I will say, you know, unfortunately, Vince McMahon. I just feel like, man, I don't know, man. This guy, I feel like recently, obviously, we kind of we we kind of already was privy to, you know, uh, the accusations that kind of, you know, uh, a lot of accusations, right? And I feel like that's kind of a reoccurring thing at this point, right? We see a lot of different people, um, kind of coming out, and you know. You have the what is that the is it the the Adult Survivors Act, right? And you know that's a you know a bill that was passed that basically uh, allotted individuals who basically had you know uh, certain incidents that may have occurred in the past. You know this act allowed you know for these individuals to kind of come out and expose and basically tell their story, right? So I feel like this is basically more of the same of that, right? And, you know, I'm not 100% privy to what these accusations are. I did hear about one of them, though. Yeah, I believe it was a... Listen, man, some of this shit sounds so outrageous that realistically, fam, I don't even really want to say. I don't even really want to repeat it is what I'm saying, right? You know, it's public information at this point. So, you know, with accusations aside... I do feel like everything else that Vince McMahon is doing on a business level is absolutely 100% worth acknowledgement. Listen, listen. I'm over here trying to build the EBCG, fam. I've been watching this guy and the moves he's been making for too long. If y'all don't think I'm paying attention to every goddamn deal that Vince McMahon is making, y'all not about to deny me the access to that information, fam. And what I'm saying is this, if you got into a situation and you felt uncomfortable and whatever happened, whatever, listen, 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 we already know the 80s, it was all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, that was kind of the era that Vince McMahon kind of became Vince McMahon, right, he he bought the company from his father, and I don't want to really give y'all the whole history of the company, what I'm simply trying to say is this, fam, if Vince McMahon had you in the 80s when i mean listen man i just feel like realistically you you probably had the time of your goddamn life fam this man had the he owned the wwe fam he owned hulk hogan fam hulk hogan was the biggest thing smoking on the planet fam i'm just saying man how many of these individuals you know like weren't willing to go along for the ride right and i just feel like you know what I'm saying? Maybe you probably ain't go as far as you wanted to go. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. Uh, I don't want to um speak on the accusations. I really just wanted to highlight, you know, the the, the business. Uh, and I do feel like the WWE joining Netflix to allow you know for their programs to be streamed on the Netflix app. I do feel like this is a big deal, and I'm not talking about Brock Lesnar. Fam, I'm talking about big business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So salute to Vince McMahon, uh, Ari Emanuel, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm getting ready to wrap this thing up. I'm getting ready to wrap this thing up. Um, I, I do want to just, you know, basically speak on the whole YFN Lucci situation, you know, before I end this. Um, I, I just seen, you know, basically the, the sentencing you know, the sentencing for YFN Lucci, who is a rapper. Um, you know, I'm not 
familiar with. I'm not so familiar with the music. And that's never what it's all about for me. You know, obviously I got my my handful of musicians and artists who I, I kind of check for, whatever the case may be. Um, YF and Lucci is not one of those artists. However, what I will say is I do feel like um, at this point, we, we kind of got to just really highlight and basically have a real conversation about this whole Rico situation right now. I do feel like the Rico situation it's just kind of like one of those things where it's just like, I don't really know, like, when is the last time? So, in other words, they created this thing, right? What did this whole thing start for in the first place? Well, you kind of had these mobs and the mafia and all of these, you know, large organizations and, you know what I'm saying, basically really gangs, Right? And that was kind of with this whole Rico thing initially was brought upon to basically tackle and, and kind of take down. Now, I just feel like every Rico that I see that's currently happening, it just basically only involves a certain demo of individuals, right? Rappers, right? Young black men who are basically using or being exploited ultimately to perpetuate and portray images and lifestyles that other people are allowed to profit off of and make millions and billions of dollars, right? While these men go and get chastised and basically they get hit with Rico, right? And I just feel like at this point, this whole Rico thing, I wouldn't have an issue with it. I wouldn't have an issue with it if... The record label was also being charged in the Rico. And that's my proposal here. I landed on it. Somehow, I figured out a way to land on it. I'm getting ready to close this goddamn episode out because I'm not even going to hold you. I'm about to pass out. I'm about to pass out. I'm not going to pass out, but what I'm saying is this, fam. I am gassed. Low-key, I wasn't going to give y'all anything this week because it was a slow news week. I said to myself, you know what, fam? You know what I'm saying? I gave y'all the 2K tape. I was really just going to drop that 2K tape and just chill. I'm not even going to hold you. But then I said, you know what, man? That's not Mamba-like. That's not Mamba-like. That's not Mamba-like. And all day, every day for the rest of the year, I will continue to basically, that's going to just be the bar for me, right? What would Mamba do? What would Mamba do? What would Mamba do? Um, I'm not sure what YFN Lucci is getting ready to do. Um, I believe he was sentenced to, you know, 10 or 20 years, you know, something like that. Something along those lines. I do believe that there was a plea offer that was, you know, offered and, you know, rejected. And obviously, listen, I've been called up. I kind of know how this goes. I was fortunate in my situation. Um... But at the same time, man, I do feel like the the Ricos at this point, it is a little excessive. It's just a little excessive, right? Where we see every other Rico case that's being brought upon somebody, it's, it's being brought upon a rapper. It's not being brought upon the people that this thing actually started to take down. When is the last time you see the, the mafia in court? Why are we not privy to... I just feel like I don't need to be privy to every... They got all these goddamn YouTube channels now. It's like, like I said, man, this goddamn internet, man, you got the police 
out here with YouTube channels. They have, the police have YouTube channels. I don't know if I'm the only one that, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that sees it because they have, I feel like every one of those channels have at least minimum 250, upwards of 250K. Like they getting a lot of subscribers over there is what I'm saying, right? And the whole premise and the whole purpose of these YouTube channels is basically to kind of just show you, you know what I'm saying, uh, what it looks like to get, you know what I'm saying, just be, get jammed up, basically. They got the camera, the body cams on. I'm you, you showing me different, just a lot of different scenarios, man. This YF and Lucci situation, like I said, once again, it's important for me to prefix what I'm saying with I'm not even a fan of the music. Like, I couldn't tell you one YFN Lucci song, fam. I don't know a lyric. I don't know anything, for real, right? And especially when it comes to Rico's. I don't know a goddamn thing, fam. What I do know is that this, something is just not right about this situation, fam. Why is it that every other, this is like every week now, fam. Then it's just like, fam, at what point do we, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's my proposal. If y'all not going to involve or include the record labels, the owners of the label, these 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 people are basically essentially responsible for presenting these individuals to the masses. They're pushing and they're publishing their music, fam. So how is it? How is it in certain instances you can Basically, hold somebody accountable for lyrics and lyricism that's being, you know, that's in music, right? But we're not holding the actual people who own and distribute the music responsible. I personally just have a huge issue with that. I'm not going to delve into that any further because I do feel like low-key, that's a whole episode within itself. It is. It really is, right? If we just start talking about just the contradictions and, you know, just the music industry and, you know what I'm saying, all of the tricks and the gimmicks. You know what I'm saying? This the jig been up when it comes to the music industry, right? Hip-hop police, where they literally created a completely different task force outside of the actual police department. They had a whole different police department specifically designed to take down hip-hop artists. I just do feel like, yeah, yeah, when they say that being a rapper might be the most dangerous job, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But if it's so dangerous, if it's so dangerous, then why are they still signing artists, you know what I'm saying, and paying them? Like, at the end of the day, how can it be illegal if I'm being paid to do it? I'm being paid to do it. Like, this is actually a business at the end of the day. I just feel like right now that line is blurred when it comes to business versus you know uh ethics in the music industry yeah yeah he he getting he getting ready to have to go sit down you know but at the end of the day fam you know i do feel like yeah there are certain situations where like yeah maybe this could have been avoided i don't really know the ins and outs of the situation based on what i was hearing in the trial though it wasn't sounding great you know what i'm saying uh i'm not sure why he didn't just take the plea deal um Realistically, but uh, you know, listen, man. YF and Lucci got his marathon, he gotta run. I got mine, fam. And this is definitely, you know, um, 
Yeah, man, I'm on the brink of something here. I'm on the brink of something great with the Everybody Can't Go podcast. You know, like I said, man, there's nothing greater for me personally, you know, uh, than just knowing that I created this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is mine. I own this shit. You understand what I'm saying? I feel like it's not enough of that energy around, you know what I'm saying, where you just see people basically, like, y'all, y'all really waking up every day, putting your energy into what, fam? How are you not waking up every day putting yourself first? Yeah, so that's kind of just how that cookie crumbles. You know, obviously, you know, Young Thug is another one of those individuals. I haven't really been speaking about the Young Thug case as much. I have been kind of, you know, it's kind of impossible to not kind of tune into that at this point. Once again, it's just like, I feel like every time I just click on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to scroll down the timeline and not see, you know. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I don't necessarily, like, why do I have to see this? I don't want to see this shit, man. They they had him in the court. What was the last thing I seen with that? They was playing the music in the courtroom. Motherfuckers in there looking like, they was looking in there like they was getting ready to pass out, fam. Like, turn this shit the fuck off, fam. This shit got me jammed up right now, fam. I can't. They was trying to act like they ain't know the lyrics and shit. Nobody was nodding their head. It's just like, fam, I don't want to, like, Netflix is good enough for me, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure there's a show on there or something that I could find to keep myself occupied if I'm even trying to do that, right? I don't really want to. I'm not here for the, for the you know what I'm saying, black men getting fucked by the system show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't really know how else to say that. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like they're trying to make a show and entertain us, basically, you know what I'm saying, with uh, basically people's mishaps, man, and misfortunes, and I'm just not here for it, man. YFN Lucci, once again, I don't know your music, brother, but, you know, I do know this system, and I see what's going on, and I am not pleased with what's going on. I'm going to end it there. I'm going to end it there, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm probably going to spin the block on y'all. I feel like... I feel like as soon as I turn this microphone off, fam, it, it might three albums might drop tonight, fam. Well, realistically, tomorrow night, because tomorrow's Friday. You know, New Music Friday, that's kind of when things start bubbling again. So all I'm saying is this. I really came and gave y'all our 40 off the, like, I ain't even really want to pod type shit. You feel me? Like, I didn't want to pod. Understand what I'm saying here. I had to really tap in to deliver this episode. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't go, but everybody is welcome. Until the next time, peace, love, and prosperity. Will Matic. One. Where is Terrence Williams?